0: Mike, let me tell you something. Um, I think I accidentally picked up the wrong Pamela Anderson movie. And, uh, man, boy, did I just have to pay the price for this one. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that's keeping the 90s relevant one edgy rap metal song at a time. I'm your host, Max Steele. And as always, I am joined by the body double for Pamela Anderson himself. It is the one. It is the only. It is Michael Flaherty. Microsoft. You know,
1: you you know, listeners normally here there'd be a there'd be a really funny quip, a back and forth, a hey, ah, uh, yeah, oh yeah, my days in Baywatch, God, do I remember it fondly? No, 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 we're not doing it here. We're not doing it here. Uh, where do you get off, Max? What do, what do, do, you, do mean? you? How do you? How do you? What do you have to say for yourself here? Because you got you got some explaining to do about what. <laughs> We, okay, no, 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 no. Okay, listeners, for anyone that's curious as to what the hell we're talking about, it's and obviously, we're talking about a Pamela Anderson movie. We're talking about the Pamela Anderson movie from 1996 called Barb Wire. And I'm pretty sure if anyone knows Pamela Anderson, it's that anything that she's involved in in terms of visual media, you always have to raise an eyebrow and go, why though? Why are you watching it? Let's be honest with ourselves. So, Max, when we were deciding. In our, like, little, like, list of movies that we should probably look at. Why did this one come up for you? Just out of curiosity. Um,
0: well, it all began when I was in line for a burrito (laughs) and I was thinking about the podcast. I was like, yes, I I need to need to come up with a come up with movies to watch. Like, what, what, let me, let me, what, what was it? What was a year for movie? What was it was like a year for movies? 1996. That was a that was certainly a year. Let let me let me look up the movies that came out during 1996. And I just kind of scrolled through. I saw a couple and then I came across this one. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that'll do. Just by looking at the poster with Pamela Anderson. Not just Pamela Anderson. She is credited as Pamela Anderson Lee. Because she was married yes. to Tommy Lee at the time.
1: Yes, it was when she was married to Tommy fucking Lee.
0: And I was like, oh yeah, the, this one. This this will certainly be uh, something. Yeah, and you know, lo and behold, here we are, and we are talking about it today.
1: But of the Of the movies that we could choose from, this is one of them. This, this was a movie that we picked. This was
0: certainly... A thing that happened. And this is also the second time that we've talked about Pamela Anderson on this podcast because if you remember, she had a cameo in Scooby Doo. That's
1: right. Yeah, she did. Man, that was a recent one, too.
0: Yeah, like back she to did. Back. Have a Dude, it was back Scooby-Doo. to back.
1: And if we talk
0: about Pamela Anderson one more time, I can guarantee you guys that me and Michael Flaherty will recreate the opening scene to Baywatch.
1: Uh, n- neither one of us can be the Hoff. That's just that's just criteria number one. Neither I think, one of I us, you, are the Hoff. you could be the Hoff. You could definitely be the Hoff. Uh, I, you know what? That's as flattering as that is. I don't know if I don't know if the Hoff and I are on the same level. That's that's a little too congratulatory on my end. Like we've all seen we've all seen the opening that they watch, and I don't think I think it's I think it's a really slim crowd that can look at that guy and go, I could do that. We could do that, yeah, yeah. Just a few crunches and I'm good to go.
0: Listen, we could even do the What is it? the, the new Baywatch movie was Zach. Oh, Ef- yeah. The newer Baywatch one was Zach Efron. I
1: got I got dibs on being the Rock or Alexandra Daddario. One or the other.
0: You saying you're you could the be rock. Zach that, Efron. That, that, That's that's nice, honey. Um. So what? <laughs> <laughs> what we are? What this movie really is at its core? While I was watching it. I realized something in a nutshell, this movie just feels like an edgy T rated PS2 game.
1: This, this does have, I I agree with that. Actually, Mm -hmm. this does have the energy of like a PS2 game from like 2002. Like one of the, not one of those obviously big ones, not like Tekken or anything like that. No, we're talking like one of those, like you're going into like, GameStop or EB Games or your local like reused store and mm-hmm. you just see in the back you just see barbed wire and in your brain you're just like that's a thing and then you just pick it out and you look at it and you go oh uh-huh yeah okay i know what type of game that's going to be that's the, that's what this movie embodies also you know what same mo- same sort of embodiment mm-hmm. the blade movie Blades, blades, decent though See that is true. Blade's not a good movie, but it's passable. This is not Uh (laughs) this. Oh dear God! (laughs) Is this not?
0: (laughs) No, definitely, definitely not. and You actually mentioned like a video game, and this is coming from Wikipedia. So, guys, take this with a grain of salt. But I saw this, and you mentioned video game, and we were talking about video games, so I just felt the need to share. So, GT Interactive said that they would be publishing a video game based off of the film for the PlayStation, the Saturn, the PC, the consoles at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, they had, like, everything planned out, and it was never released. Damn.
1: Wait, wait, not, wait. Uh, oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, and, and not only, I was going to say, not only that, but this movie, I don't know if you know this, Mike, but this was actually based off of a comic book Yeah, by Dark Horse Comics. <laughs> yep. And this movie was so bad that it actually Ended the original comic book run. Are you serious? Listen, Catwoman didn't even get canceled after that atrocious movie. So, oh my god! I mean, I think this movie is better than
1: Catwoman too, not by much. I was about to, bro. That is not a. That's not a. That's not a high bar. Like you're playing limbo with that level of quality. Okay, <laughs> like Jesus Christ. That's no it's honest to God like as someone who is a big sucker for Dark Horse Comics because I grew Mm -hmm. up with like Hellboy and all of that like Mm -hmm. I vaguely remember hearing the name barbed wire circle that space but I never Mm -hmm. actually looked into it in any in any capacity and Mm -hmm. now I know fucking why because man what is this like what the hell is this.
0: Pamela Anderson killed a comic book, guys. Let's just
1: let's let that
0: s- fact just sit for a second. S-
1: <laughs> that is, you know what? That's a new sentence. I don't think anyone's uttered that sentence before. Because God damn, like she—it's this movie. This movie's a lot. This movie's just a lot. It didn't break. It didn't. It didn't exhaust me like Ice Pirates did. Mm-hmm. This just this is just a lot to take in Mm -hmm. just in general. Like it was, you're just like my brain was left asking why many times.
0: Yeah. It really felt that like this movie was written by an edgy, like 12 year old who exclusively plays like Nintendo or Sega, like not, not an Xbox and on PlayStation, but just like, wants to be edgy but like isn't quite theirs and he just kind of has to stick with that like sega console i would say
1: i still i would i would opt for sega over nintendo because nintendo has a childlike quality that's like Mm -hmm. kind of endearing sega has that big 90s energy where it's no we're still cool like f you dad like let's like let's still let's still like ride around on soap shoes and like mess with moon shoes and all that, or in like Flume and all of that.
0: <laughs> Me and my buddy Jake are gonna to go to the skate park, and maybe afterwards we're gonna go mess with Flubber or some shit. Yeah.
1: Do you, do you guys want to? Do you guys want to listen to some biscuit on the way? <laughs> it's so Mike. So Mike, I want to get
0: to a segment now where I actually wanna. I want to run some trivia by you. Okay. Ooh. We're gonna play. We're gonna play a okay. quick round. Of, we're gonna play a quick quick round of trivia. Uh, so I've always three, been good at trivia. So we got three questions here for you. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna start off. Question number one. The director of this movie, David Hogan. Okay. What other movies has this director worked on? I know it's a very broad question, but if you get close, I'll tell you.
1: <sighs> mm-hmm. Electra. I'll
0: give you. I'll give you. I'll give you two more guesses. Good guess. Though. Okay. Good two guess. more guesses. Yeah. Two
1: two. Okay. All right. Okay. So oh, Okay. Barbed wire. What other? God damn. Uh, he it wasn't Daredevil. We already opted we already found out who did Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man three. Not Spider-Man three. Oh, oh
0: Spider-Man two. No. So I'm gonna tell you this right. This was a little bit a little <laughs> bit of a trick question. Oh so other than working as a second unit director or an assistant director on Batman Forever this guy has pretty much exclusively worked on music videos barbed Wire was the only feature that he directed
1: really what oh yeah he was just in it's like he's like a really he's like a way more unsuccessful uncool version of Spike Lee cuz you know like Spike Lee became like huge for his music videos Super popular for all of his music videos and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like this guy did the same trajectory, did the same thing as Spike Lee, but was on a vastly different trajectory. Dude, I mean, to
0: be fair, like looking at what the music videos this guy has directed, he's worked with Earth, Wind, and Fire. He's worked with Fleetwood Mac, Rod oh. Stewart. He's worked. He's worked with um oh god where was it I'm looking at it right now, um Eric B and Rakim he has worked with um blues traveler um jose triani wow uh, traffic like he has worked with some cheryl wow, crow
1: wow Dave matthews that, band that's bad if i if i listen to jam music i would be all <laughs> over that but it's that's it's so weird that someone could have that sort of like wheel like not wheelhouse but like repertoire or mm-hmm. like list of like things that they've worked on and then they go and make barbed wire like what did david hogan just watch a lot of like 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 uh what is it bonnie tyler music videos and then get subjected to all of the mad max movies and went i can work with this hell yeah but to be fair
0: you, you gotta say visually this movie definitely like has a
1: music video feel to it exactly no 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 once once you pointed it out i'm looking i'm thinking back on it and i'm going oh yeah no this has this has all of the hallmarks of like a music video from the 90s or like from that from the 80s 90s mtv era of music Mm -hmm. where it's that gritty weird dingy sort of diesel punky environment and all of that i like the motorcycle, the the mm-hmm. guys who look like they're rejects from Michael Jackson's bad music video, <laughs> like it's it's all, it's all there.
0: It's it's a thing. And we're gonna get to question number two. Oh, okay. Razzie okay. Award nominations. Okay, I'm going to list out what it was. It, it was nominated for a lot, but it only won one. Okay. I'm gonna list off. It was nominated for worst picture worst actress pamela anderson worst screen couple pamela anderson's and this is this is wikipedia telling me this impressive enhancements and quotation marks worst screenplay worst new star for pamela anderson and worst original song welcome to planet boom by tommy lee which one of those awards did it win
1: Oh, ooh, I'm, only giving, I'm okay. only giving you. I'm
0: only giving you one for this
1: one. Pamela Anderson was horrible in this. Mm-hmm. She, granted, she's she, Pamela Anderson is not known for being an actress, but uh, I mean, in some yeah, movies no, she, she is. is. In some movies she is. In some tapes she is. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. We all watched the Hulu documentary. We all watched it. We know what's going on. No, uh, it's. I'm just. It's got it. We, uh, I'm trying to think of 1996. It's got to be worst picture. Worst picture or worst actress.
0: So this movie won worst new star for Pamela Anderson.
1: Okay, I was like, I was like a quarter, you
0: were, right? You were, you were close. You were close. Oh, I mean, that's, it's that's kind, of, it's, kind of, it's kind of, it's a little redundant, but I mean, you know, she, yeah. she was certainly in this movie. Just make sure you God. don't call her babe. <laughs>
1: Ow. Okay. Ow. That <laughs> oh my god. That was God, I hate that. God, that was that, that movie kind of
0: sucked. That was a disgusting line. We'll do one we'll do one more question real quick. So okay, the budget this. the budget for this movie, nine million dollars. What do you think it made at the box office?
1: Oh, like one mil, maybe. Like one mil, two mil.
0: You actually undershot it because this movie made three point eight million, and I think I know oh. why. I think I know why because we played the same game with mom and dad, yes. and you yes. highballed it hard by guessing yes. two million. I was like, "Nah, this is a hundred thousand dollars."
1: Yeah, no, I highballed it so unbelievably hard. I was like, I was like, "Fool me!" I, I pulled out my favorite George Bushism, which is "Fool me." Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, can't get fooled again.
0: Dude, exactly. George Bush, the official mascot of The Messed Up at Midnight. But no,
1: he's not. Oh, yeah. yo, let's not, let's not excuse ourselves no, with the old no, bushy. We're just going
0: we're just, we're just to stop that sentence right there. So we're going to get the million dollar question moving right past that.
1: Keep, keep this ball rolling. Keep this ball rolling.
0: Mike, I'm going to ask you the million dollar question of this podcast. If this movie were a drink, what would it be and why?
1: Okay. So I was sitting there and, like, I, I, this, this movie is 100% whiskey. Hmm, like, okay. come on. We all, we all looked at this, like, look, this feel, and we all came to the same conclusion that this movie just has something like, something very, like, heteronormative, something mm-hmm. very bikery Jack Daniels. Like, okay. don't even lie to me. It's Jack fucking Daniels. It mm-hmm. takes place in California throw in a little bit of throwing a little bit of spice throwing a little bit of weirdness a little bit of something that makes you go what okay jose cuervo okay so and we then, got jack Daniels, we got jose cuervo and then you gotta have something to balance those two drinks out and you need something really low down really dirty something real like something really salt of the earth and, you know, considering this is like during the second American Civil War in the hell pit that is 2017. um, So it, let's so let's get a let's get it. Let's get it a, a a dusty warm beer to just sort of add as the mixer. And you got your oh. and you got yourself. You have got yourself the barbed wire booby cocktail. Oh my God. <laughs> i think you said dusty to describe the beer just it's, makes me shiver no, we've all seen we've all been in those we've all been somewhere that is like dilapidated or like some in some rural area where we've looked over and seen some canned beverage that is dusty and you've just thought to yourself there's no way that's good there's no way that's still good <laughs>
0: What type? Of, what type of beer? What type of dusty beer, though? Like a it's, like a dusty like a dusty Bud Light, oh, a dusty Miller uh, High
1: Life. It's got to be a Miller High, High Life, hell yeah! Because it's, because it's trying to pull itself off as something better than the rest, but we all know in our art of hearts that it's not that it's and it's just the same shit as the rest. So so I got to say, we went two
0: very different directions with this one.
1: Okay, so, okay. All right.
0: So I looked at it from this perspective. What do we have? We have the 90s. We have Pamela Anderson. And something edgy kids would love at the time. Now, what's Pamela Anderson most known for other than Baywatch? Her boobs. The sex tape, so close, close, cl- cl- close enough. Close sex enough. tape. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, no, we're same, 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 same realm. Like it, it, we're, we, we were going like the same direction. We just same area, same area. <laughs> yes. So here's a drink that I cannot. It's, it's a drink I can't take credit for. Okay, I've, I'm ashamed to say that I found this drink on BuzzFeed, which I'm not oh. proud of. Which I'm not proud oh. of. But, Mike, oh. something tells me I think you might agree with me. You might.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So, with Pamela Anderson, with the whole Baywatch thing, let's take a sex on the beach. It's obvious. Uh, okay. Yeah. But we're going to move some things around to make it really fit with this movie.
1: Okay. We're
0: going to go two ounces of vodka, heavy on the alcohol, and specifically something that smells like gasoline. Like a lighter Give <laughs> G- Give me like Svenka. that svedka or like even like shittier like just shitty bottom shelf something like it tastes like it was made like in a bathtub and maybe a thumb got in there so take that vodka quarter ounce of peach schnapps a splash of cranberry juice two maraschino cherries okay now we're gonna change something here Going to go with a thinly sliced lime round because this is not an ordinary sex on the beach. We're going to mix it all together and to tap it all off, we're, go out there, see if you can find it, get yourself four ounces of surge because y'all, it's time to play oh. some oh. Go to the skate park and look at your dad's old playboys because. We got Pamela Anderson and the 90s babies. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go.
1: God damn it. I can't wait to go home and watch Legends of the Hidden Temple. God, yeah. Hell yeah. No. that uh, See, oh, I should have incorporated Surge in mine. Instead of beer, I should have put in Surge. That's a good one. God damn it. That screams 90s right there. God damn it. By the way, if there is anybody out there
0: that knows where we can get some Surge, let us know and like on our oh. next drink tasting. This this is oh. one we're gonna drink. This is one oh, like dog. I'm, I'm curious dog. about.
1: I I got good news for you. Oh, you do? I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain. I did this a couple of years ago, but I'm pretty sure you can buy them off Amazon. Really? Yeah, 48 really? pack, baby. Oh my god! How much? How,
0: how much for a 48 pack?
1: It's got to be like 20 bucks. <laughs> or no, no, I think it's like a 24 pack. There you go, for like 20 bucks.
0: Bro, next next time we do drink tasting, we we have to we have to do this one.
1: I'm, I I'm up down. I'm down. That's that's just that just see. Mine sounds intense. Mine does not sound like it's for the faint of heart. Faint of heart. Yours sounds more pleasant, so I'm down to go with yours.
0: I don't know. I've never had surge before, so like surge
1: is delicious. It's like Mountain Dew that hates that like. that like listen that like listen to uh lincoln park a little too much
0: i mean that sounds like just that sounds like me that's just that that's just you
1: (laughs) surge mountain dew but as a carbonate max steel as a carbonated Carbonated beverage beverage.
0: (laughs) so guys we are going to be getting into barbed wire don't call us babe because we're gonna dive right headfirst into this splash So right off the bat Steel Harbor 2017 the second American Civil War. Let's see how many jokes we can make about this one. Okay. So what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to ping pong off of each other? Like th- I, I feel like there's a say, lot we can I'll,
1: do. I'll, like, oh my God. It's so great. Whenever old movies reference like a uh, like a time period that's already passed because you're just they're just like biting your tongue going like uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Steel
0: Harbor, twenty seventeen, the second American Civil War. Is this one being fought over gun rights? Steel Harbor, twenty seventeen. It's being fought
1: over who's actually president.
0: (laughs) Is this the darkest timeline after the twenty sixteen (laughs) elections?
1: In this one, in this one, Harambe not only killed a four year old or almost killed a four year old, but he also went on a rampage around the zoo.
0: Hey, I thought the second American Civil War was supposed to start on January 6th,
1: 2021. God, <laughs> no, I according according to ever according to the people that attended, there was they were only peaceful. They were only peaceful, and there was no there was no mal there was no malintent anywhere within that. <laughs>
0: Okay, we're gonna move on past this. This is a spicy. This is a spicy was about podcast to say, today.
1: Bro, I just to saying, we're we're touching on some territory.
0: So we get some Star Wars style rolling text, which really feels like it's describing a level on Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah, and right. We, and then we get the barbed wire title card like straight up this thing <laughs> this thing looks like it belongs on like wwe monday night raw
1: i it's yeah it looks like no it, it, see i gotta specify what monday night raw not 2014 going Mm-mm. forward Mm-mm. monday night raw we're talking between 1994 and 2004 like <laughs> monday night raw just when they were just like 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 uh, what was it bikini matches and all of that? When Monday Night Raw was just like we're gonna cater to just the lowest demographic. It, it, it was like it was
0: bikini matches. It was swearing. It was Dwayne John. By the way, this is true. Dwayne Johnson delivering like eleven or seventeen unprotected chair shots to another human being in the
1: head. Or 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 what's his name? Sting like like ziplining in, <laughs> <laughs> dresses this is- the
0: crow. Yeah, exactly
1: (laughs) it's i i swear to god it's like it's just like you are given no time to sit there and digest the title crawl and go okay barbed wire oh because it's just parallel anderson dancing around it is just her boobs are like out and you're just the whole time you're just left sitting there very awkwardly just like Okay, it's been like two minutes now.
0: This movie came out before Scooby Doo did, and they still
1: decided to include her as a cameo. Yeah, it's, I going back to Scooby Doo, man. Like they either they were just like, they we're just like, hey, you had a really, really public relationship with uh, Tommy Lee over here. He started Barbed Wire, and you just been a whole mess of a person for a long period of time. You want to do? You want to be in Scooby Doo? Why don't you come on in? This seems like this seems like a real like normal like role for you. Yeah, sure. Dude, I'm telling you,
0: all of the movies that we cover take place in the same universe. <laughs> Six degrees of messed up at midnight. midnight. Hell yeah! So, and you actually mentioned the opening strip tease, which I want to want to mention something. So, as I was looking for trivia again, I went to IMDb, the most reliable of all sources, and I found one. And I want to read this to you. The opening and I use the quotations here, wet strip in which Barb dances in a strip club with her breasts hanging out of her rubber dress while being sprayed with water was suggested by Pamela Anderson after she was inspired by a nightmare she had in which she was sprayed with champagne while performing a, this is in quotations, nasty dance. David Hogan, the director that we mentioned earlier, who was under pressure to include more nudity, Liked the idea, and throughout the movie's original opening, to include it.
1: <sighs> I okay. the relationship
0: between like actor and director is a very interesting one because think about like yeah. the, director, the comes like, hey, so I had this idea, I had a dream, like, yeah, just, it's... I'm going to strip down naked, and I'm going to sh- I'm going to have like rain. And that's going to be our opening crisis. The guy's like, you son of a bitch, I'm in.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Like, it's just such an odd thing. Like, if I was, like, if I was directing and just the star, like, obviously she's a bombshell. Obviously she's all over, like, all over, like, Hollywood and all of that. Mm-hmm. And she goes up and goes, goes, I had a nightmare that I was doing a strip tease. <laughs> and like champagne being sprayed at me. We should have that be the title sequence. I would be like, what? <laughs> but but I mean, okay. <laughs> like, all right. It's okay. He threw it in. All right. Because he was pressured by Big Hollywood.
0: <laughs> Big Hollywood just, was just breathing down his neck and he was like, oh, f- 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 fine, sure. That That's okay. I just want to go, I don't know, direct a music video with Lionel Richie.
1: Some oh, shit. You please, I was about to say, please tell me Lionel Richie was one of his people. He was. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. God, I love David Hogan. God. Yes. This has just all of a sudden become like one of your like your favorite human beings. <laughs> it's just, just, just Lionel Richie as a singer is just wild to me. He's just. The dude made Hello and like maybe one other song, and then now everyone, and now he's just like, he just stayed around in Hollywood. He wasn't like a one hit wonder, he just stayed there, and everyone's like, Yeah, it fits. This makes dude, sense,
0: dude. He's he's probably in this movie,
1: bro. I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised. There are a surprising amount of people that are in this movie, right? Yeah, right, but. Yeah, but let's let's move forward. So she does the title the title screen.
0: So title so strip tease, she you know it's wet and there's like these people that are whispering in the crowd. There's some like businessman talk or something he's like, Oh, I want the blonde, and we're like, Okay, what like what's what's going on here? And then we cut to backstage where Barb is talking with some of the other um performers, and the creepy club owner comes up to Barb and this guy looks like a human rat, like straight up. He comes over. He was actually talking to one of the businessmen earlier. He comes over to talk to um, Barb. And then we go to another scene where Barb is in the back of this um, warehouse. And she's just walking around with a... Pamela Anderson's just walking around with her bag of toys. And I'm sorry, guys. Let me rephrase that. So she's walking around with a bag of weapons. <laughs> that and, was a
1: Freudian slip right there. <laughs> dude, that was. I
0: was just like, oh, ooh, wait, let me just... You know how sometimes no, you're like, you like,
1: like you sit- you're like I need to, I need to backtrack. I was thinking about I thinking about the other
0: Pamela Anderson movies. Dude, sometimes it's like one thing I've learned about doing a podcast is sometimes you like say words and you're like, that's not how I meant to say that. Let me just let me just back up really quick. We're just gonna forget that ever <laughs> like, happened. You're like
1: you're like, you're like ooh, should not have said that. Should not have said that. We're gonna backtrack a little bit.
0: So she ends up killing this rat-looking dude, and she actually frees a um, another. Uh, person a human trafficking survivor and they go off into the night we get broken glass we get boobs we get a batman reference for some reason and they escape this building like pretty fucking easily only getting like shot at like once or twice
1: it's yeah it's weirdly low stakes you would have thought a human trafficking like operation that she was like busting Mm -hmm. would be like Way more high stakes. Like, it was like gunfights, and like people were like guarding her or anything like that. Nope, she just unlocks a freezer, and goes, All right, you remember Batman? She's like, Yeah, she goes, It's like that. And she just, like, you just leave. Like, there's also, also the creepy club owner. I'm pretty sure, like, I've seen that dude in like a Tim and Eric skit or like the Eric Andre show or like. Steve Brule or ho- I've seen him in some weird show. I remember? swear to God. What was the club owner's name? Do you even remember? His name was like Shelly Shelly something like Dorsi or something like that. It's like but this whole the whole scene is just hilarious to me because it's like it's I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've watched like Sicario or something like that. But like. Awesome movie. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. But like, it's just, I would have expected there to be a little more fanfare or like a bigger firefight. But no, it's just, it's just, she just dips and like just zip lines down with, with the, with the girl. So the guy that you met.
0: So the guy that you mentioned um, he was in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for a couple of That's episodes. how I know him.
1: That's well, how that's what I know is. him. was in It's Always Sunny. I was like I was like I know. I saw that face. I was like I know that face. I know that face very well.
0: Was <laughs> well, like so especially like with this opening scene like yeah we get like some action I, I forgot to mention this earlier where Barb she's stripping on stage and then she kills a guy with like her high heel and just by throwing it at him. And then she occasionally gets shot at when they're escaping. And for an action movie, especially one that came out in like the nineties and yeah, you might point to some movies that like have come out recently. Like again, mess up one of mess up at midnight's favorite movies. John wick started off really slow and then just gradually ramped up this movie. Like try it, tried to start big, but trying to start big, it didn't go big enough. So we were just kind of left with like, a half-baked action scene
1: yeah it was it was yeah the but that was that was a good way to phrase it it's mm-hmm. half action mm-hmm. it's it's like it's just this is very low-stakes scenario that like involves like shooting your gun twice and like killing two people and then she's out not that it's not that it needed to be like some fucking like michael bay scene but like mm-hmm. as just I don't know. Maybe you threw 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 a little bit extra cannon fodder in the direction, and you you would have gotten a movie. But like, like a like heard. a fight,
0: like a hand to hand fight scene between like yeah, Pam and like, like two or three goons. Yeah, exactly.
1: And she just beats them up. But like that's like all right. So anyway,
0: Pam saves these people's daughter. Um, they're British. That's like all I know. And the dad's just kind of like oh so blase about it. Like the mom kind of looks like half heartedly concerned. But the dad isn't even <laughs> hugging his daughter, who was literally just involved in human trafficking, and like I I yeah, fucking knew it's... that like listen, I fucking knew that British parents were like could be strict, but not like a fucking baseball dad whose son couldn't even make like the cut for JV Summer League in baseball. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's no. Nah, I was about to say that's a whole different level of strict. That's like that's like I don't hug my son unless he unless he bats over five hundred. Did you hit a home run today, son? No. I guess you're not getting ice cream.
0: I guess you're not eating dinner tonight, then.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, like that's that, but but like yeah, no. This dude is very like. She shows up. She goes here's your kid. Like being like the like cold uncaring badass mm-hmm. and he's just and he literally just goes oh thank you thank you so much i'm s- i'm so happy and i'm like you don't sound it you sound pretty like whelmed
0: he's just like oh yeah, uh thanks for giving me back my expired gift
1: card <laughs> ah, is this, like, is this yeah, like, exactly. like yeah exactly you're just like you're like you're like you're like, oh, nail clippers. Thank thank you. Thank
0: you. just it with the same enthusiasm of like a kid who gets socks for Christmas. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. You're trying to feign being impressed or happy. Like, you're like, oh, thanks.
0: Thanks, guys. So after this, we get a weird, after a voiceover by Barb for, you know, which we've talked about it at length about how much we don't like voiceovers. We then get a weird <laughs> like, cyberpunk sex interrogation i think <laughs> <laughs> this bad guy I, that's a to set get of him.
1: words that's some adjectives dude, attached to a noun
0: dude is isn't that what this next scene is where they're like these people are around a woman hooked up to like a naked woman hooked up to a computer and they're talking about like retinal lenses and freedom fighters yeah. the movie's <laughs> words not mine some some that random is. dude named Krebs. What? It's, it,
1: what's great what's great is this scene is just so much to take in because it's like it's like the the establishing shot is a shot of the capital but like destroyed and you're like okay cool established washington dc fucked and then it like goes i guess within the capital and on top of I swear to God, on top of what looks like a boxing ring is just this setup where it's these where it's it's just this naked woman strapped to this chair with these like metal bits like over her boobs and one of her eyes. And it's just and it looks like they're supposed to be shocking her. But what ends up happening is she is the actress doesn't do a convincing job of being hurt. Mm-hmm. So she just moans. So you're like the whole time you're just left going like, "Is, sh- is sh- is she in pain? What is?" <laughs> They're like, "Where's the resistance?" And then she's like, "She's like, I don't know." And then they like just shock her. And the whole time I'm left like, "What? It's just what? it's it's confusing." And yeah, exactly. You're <laughs> like you're not like you're not like like even fourteen year old me would not be like, "Ah, oh, this is really hot." You would just be like what who, who <laughs> are
0: what's going on because i mean just think you've established this movie like by showing pamela anderson she repels off of a building and then drives off into the night okay what what's gonna happen next government secret agents a woman hooked up to a computer they electrocute her she's moaning it's just a stark contrast to what we have because we were expecting to be following pam like a uh, barbed wire throughout this movie but then we see you know
1: the nazis and the u.s government yeah <laughs> it's, sure it's, uh, yeah also these secret agents dress like nazis which is which is just wild
0: but you know i feel like they could be saying a lot about like our tenerical government you know without throwing in nazis but you know hey that That's that's just me.
1: I was about to say, yeah, it's really on the nose. (laughs) But so they end up killing.
0: They end up killing this woman when the guy who was torturing her gets on a Zoom call with Steve Jobs. I I think. I don't know. It looks like him. It's some guy. (laughs) okay. so they have a conversation. And the next scene, it's night. Like we're at a dock where these. People who we have never. Met before are running to go meet Krebs somewhere, and then we go to hammerhead
1: a well, bar. Well, well, well before we go to hammerhead oh, and to before t- we go got to, stuff to talk about hammerhead, okay did you notice this? They do a shift in narrators there's a different narrator for the part where they're at the docks than Pamela Anderson narrating it it's that is a new pet. That I did not know that that was a pet peeve, but that is a pet peeve because I heard it and went, "What? Who is this mother?" Okay, is this the like, why? The only, is this what? the only time that they're doing this throughout the movie? The one time. The, the one time. And the entire other time, it's Samuel Anderson. Okay,
0: so why the fuck would they do this? Like that. That just seems like a very dumb, ham-fisted way to include another perspective where they cut like yeah. if they wanted to do this throughout the movie where it's about these two characters that's, okay that's fine yeah but this movie is called in view. this movie is called barb fucking wire so i was under the assumption that we would be following you know barb Wire. <laughs> like have not, be the
1: narrator of this whole not thing. this dude no it's just one scene uh, i swear to god either no either pamela anderson's voice dropped like two octaves or it is just this just the dude going we had to get over to like Steel City Harbor stat to find this woman (laughs) just like okay
0: okay so that 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 pisses me off now more than it probably should
1: (laughs) no I mean it's frustrating it is such a weird like thing to use Mm -hmm. like you could have just had them say it and then they go do it you didn't have to like it's not Look, it's not a fucking noir movie. Like, you don't need to sit there and narrate everything from every perspective. Like
0: Especially the one time that this thing happens. I'm okay, now I'm mad. We're moving on from this. So we're at <laughs> Hammerhead now. Like it's a bar that I think is really trying to This is what the salty Spittoon really wanted to be. We get like a late 90s Kyle <laughs> band with discount Amy Lee. We get some random dude getting tattooed in a bar, which, I mean, that's just unsanitary.
1: We I was get about like, to say, I was like, it's like Evanescence is playing in the fucking back as like people are dancing and fighting, and some dudes get tattooed in the corner. And I just have to sit there and be like, well, this is one multi purpose fucking bar, man. What do they have? A, do, they have a, do they have a med board in the back? Like, bro, like imagine forming like, a stand up. Like, oh, yeah.
0: Imagine performing, like, a stand-up comedy show at this bar. It's just, like, you get up there and you're just, like, just quietly shitting your pants. And yeah, then, no, like, you say one wrong thing and then you get shot.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's just, imagine doing stand-up comedy as, like, a dude's getting a tattoo. Like, there's some person who's sick. A couple other people are negotiating a drug deal. And, like, someone who's, like, I don't know, shopping for fucking beans. Like, it's it's just, there's so much activity that is varying going on bar it's just leaves you going what
0: <laughs> and there's also a random like is he like a radio host or like a dj because <laughs> we, we, we cut to this guy like twice throughout the entire movie he's like sitting above the so like he's in like a control room of the bar i think and he'll randomly like say things i'm like but wait you you, you have a live band here is this like a dj like what what is what is
1: your now, purpose here? He's- Yeah, so it's so there's this guy who's either going, and everybody up on your next song is blah blah blah, and also shit from from Sherry to Donald, go fuck yourself. And you're like, who is this guy? Like, it's like, it's like, what is your purpose? Like, they're they're already playing music. You don't need to spin records he just wants he's like the hype man he just
0: wants to get like his like his two cents in and then let the band play the song
1: yeah you just hear him you just hear him over the intercom occasionally go like "Pop yup <laughs> As like as like the <laughs> ad libid like hype man for the band <laughs> and then we see
0: like this random edgelord flirting with like this he's got like this really long hair and sunglasses and dog tags that guy <laughs> is going to be important later
1: for some fucking reason, he is.
0: <laughs> well, we'll get to him in a second. So we cut outside. We're back in the rain. People are getting like stopped by the police we're th- with the freedom fighters now. They fucking like the police unload their ammo on this car and these people freedom fighters run towards Hammerhead. So now we cut back to Barb or, who is um is just sitting watching like the club and doing none of the typical club owner shit that you would expect so like her butler i guess comes up and tries to talk with her and she's just there lounging around in lingerie
1: mm-hmm.
0: be- because that's comfortable i guess well, I don't, it I don't doesn't know, even look man.
1: like lingerie it looks like leather leather like like a leather like corset or whatever like it's just it doesn't look like it. It just looks like she's like she's just permanently in like leather, like spandex and shit mm-hmm. like that, which is which I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking practically. I was like, that's got to be uncomfortable after a certain point. It's got to be hot, too. Like, yeah, right. Like, you get like, it's it's not breathable at fucking all. <laughs> like,
0: Dude, why is it while I'm drawing in leather when you can just sit around in basketball shorts and Hawaiian shirts? So this butler guy is asking about his pay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You zoomed right past that. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. A 100% moving on. So the butler guy is asking about like his pay. And he's like, Hey, am I going to, am I going to be getting paid? A very, you know, valid question for an employee. And Barb's like, I want to go get some air. It just fucking just disregards him. I'm like, oh fuck. Well, guess he's not gonna be able to feed his family. So she takes an <laughs> elevator down. And then we go to Barb on a motorcycle, listening to some Kyle Corps. And then it ends with like we get guys running into the nightclub and attacking customs agent like the, the random fight scene was like outside and it's dark. Do you, you know the one I'm talking about?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I do. I do. It's it it's so out of the blue, so unprompted and so random. And also, <laughs> we still don't know who these people I, are, really. We don't know who any of these people are. It's just. It's just a it's just confusing, man. I'm Mm -hmm. gonna be so honest. It's just confusing because a lot of the fight scenes in this movie either involve like either involve like the freedom fighter guy Mm -hmm. or they involve Pamela Anderson, who, let's be honest with ourselves, she can't really fight. Like, she's not meant to be a fighter. I mean, we see like
0: some Fight scene, but it's not like as extensive as like this hand to hand fight scene. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I kind of wanted to see more from like instead of her just like using weapons, see like more hand to hand combat because that's like really I think yeah. what made like like John Wick another mention <laughs> there <laughs> believable.
1: As the, the best of a midnight drinking game, every time John Wick is fucking mentioned, drink because
0: every time we mention John Wick the 90s, or Mike's tiny dick, take a shot.
1: Sadly, you're going to be a lot drunker than you expect. We don't bring up your tiny dick that much, buddy. Alright.
0: <laughs> okay. Now you want to move quickly on past this, so...
1: Okay, yeah, shut up, Hawaiian shirt, basketball shorts.
0: Hey, it's comfortable.
1: Uh-huh, it's comfy. to yeah, tell you something.
0: <laughs> so... Barb goes off into the night to do, like, I don't know, undercover work. She goes undercover as, like, a prostitute, and she's doing, like, a noir-style voiceover. So she's prostituting herself to this divorced dad-looking type who, I mean, he probably missed his son's JV baseball game because... He's a little shit that just won't fucking practice in the off season. I'm sorry. I just need. To, I, I, okay. I, I I just need. To, I just need to move on from this.
1: You just need to breathe. You need to take a breather.
0: <laughs> so he gives a retinal scan to enter his apartment um, with a side piece, and he, you know, it's like the typical like you know, divorced dad, fifty year old guy who never left college apartment. It's got beer bottles. It's got it's uh, messy. It's got porn mags, and he's trying to nail the hot. Like this thing just screams like boomer midlife crisis
1: yeah 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 the wife kicked me out of the house and i don't know how to interior decorate or eat so exactly this is what this that's what this looks like
0: so the whole reason that um barb went here is to try to find Krebs. and apparently he's in the apartment like across the across the hallway from them and i want to tell you something as soon as like i was writing that down in my notes and then as soon as i look up from writing that notes I see this, like, divorced dad in a GIMP outfit. Oh, yeah. Like, this is just way more terrifying than the GIMP in, like, Pulp Fiction. I was like, what the fuck is going on?
1: This is... just just, Yeah, no, I just gotta say, when they say bring up the GIMP in Pulp Fiction, there's fear. Because you see that GIMP come down and you're just like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Versus... This GIMP, I went... Dear God, dear God, put it away. Oh, dear God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Bulbs. Oh, no, well, dude, it comes, God, no.
0: It comes out of nowhere. It's just In like the okay, best part, and then
1: I it. just, I just gotta direct your attention to the quote, to the, to the conversation exchange between Pamela Anderson and this guy, mm-hmm. which is, <clears throat> Did you wash your hands? No, I was bad, and I just sat there and went, Oh. Like, oh, my God. I'm going to be honest, guys. I that, was like
0: that. That made me like that made my soul quiver when you just said I that.
1: Just, I was just like, I was like, oh, why is this included? Why is this included? So I want to pass the gimp as quickly as possible. So Pamela,
0: like the gimp has a paddle. Barb takes the paddle and just beats him over the head, knocks him out. OK, great. So. What does Barb do? She like sprays this shaving cream material on the wall, which turns out to actually be explosives, and then just blows a hole in a residential area, probably killing the <laughs> Gimp. So an action scene ensues. We get flashing like on the screen. It's like a white solid that they literally just throw up on the screen. It's not like a standard like. Gun fl- like a gun flash when you watch movies where it's like coming from the gun, but you can still see the rest of it. So like they just took like a white solid and just put it in front of the cam, like put it in front of the camera for like a split second.
1: Yeah, they were just they literally had a thing of construction paper that was like ice white, and they went, oh, okay, either went all right, you ready, Terry? Because we're gonna shoot the gun. And he was like ready, and then you go bang, and he like sw- he like swung his hand really fast and hit
0: his fucking microphone too. So shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. So yeah, long story short, uh, one of the guys calls Barb, babe, and she says, don't call me babe. And it's never explained why she doesn't like to be called babe. So she just kind of fucking kills this guy and we move on to the next scene. So Barb goes and she actually captures Krebs. I forgot to mention that. And she goes to negotiate the release of him to like this nerdy looking pimp.
1: I think who is. Oh, I did. I did some research on my own. Do you know who this nerdy pimp is? I do not. Or what famous person he's related to? Ron fucking Howard. That's his younger brother, Clint Howard. Really? Yes, yeah. that is Clint Howard. So, the, so,
0: the, the, the brother of Ron Howard. So we got like a relation, so we got like the mess up of been like, like bad cinematic universe, and we got like the good side where he's like, you know, related to, you know, Ron Howard who's made some good movies.
1: Exactly. And his younger brother, Clint Howard, who's been in movies such as Barb wire and The Ice Cream Man.
0: I I can only assume that we're gonna be talking about the ice cream man at some point. I don't even know what it is, but it sounds Probably. like a movie we would it's cover the podcast. It's
1: it, it's fucking awful. As someone who's seen it. It's god damn is that a terrible movie. But anyways.
0: So they uh he's negotiating the you know exchange for crabs and She insists that she gets paid in Canadian dollars, which, again, is never explained why they specifically need Canadian dollars. So she gets her damn Canadian money. They make the exchange. Then Barb returns back to Hammerhead. Well, Salty Spittoon, whichever you want to call it.
1: (coughs) (laughs) The bar she runs.
0: The bar she runs. Sorry, guys, I got something caught in my throat. So Amy Lee is still there. She's singing. Barb's talking to this worker and this one random guy asks her for a dance. Barb agrees and God bless that guy that got to dance with Pamela Anderson, man. We, <laughs>
1: no, I about we, about we say,
0: salute you. I was
1: about to say that dude, that dude, I'm sure like that, that extra who is like who is dancing with Pamela Anderson probably sat there and just like called up all his buddies afterwards. It was like, guys, you're not going to fucking believe this.
0: <laughs> and nobody believed him. And they probably still don't because let's face it, they probably didn't watch this movie.
1: They probably didn't want to support him and watch the movie. They were like, they were like, no.
0: So the bad guys break in. It's the chief of police, and she describes one of the chief of police, Willis, as a drunk with sticky fingers. And I literally only know this because Pamela Anderson told me in a voiceover. So the cops in this scene, they're checking people's IDs and they really, really care about catching people with fake IDs. And that's how you can tell this movie, like, isn't in a college town. This just doesn't take place in a college town. Because <laughs> they really care about catching people with fake IDs.
1: Yeah, exactly. They don't just sit there and take the fake ID and go leave.
0: it's like, alright, and, and you're good. And you're good. And you're good. Meanwhile, yeah, it's like, it's not even the same person on the ID. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's literally a different person. <laughs>
0: So Barb and Willis, they go have like a conversation and we get like Barb getting naked for some reason. Okay, fine. Yeah, that was probably one of the most paused moments of this movie. Well, not the specific part, but we'll get to that one. So Willis gets called out for sexual harassment by like kissing her on the neck. And she's like, I will report this or whatever. And I'm like, this movie is like, hell, yeah, I love it. So Pamela Anderson sits down in latex and <laughs> like a leopard print beanbag. This,
1: this, this, my favorite thing is like the, this entire movie has just sat there and just been the most regressive piece of media. It mm-hmm. has just been the most like most like objectifying piece of work. And then it just suddenly goes, suddenly goes, remember, hands to yourself, kids. Anyways. Time to get back to this this leather bikini. And you're like <laughs> you're like, all right, it's a weird thing to sprinkle in, but okay. Like, uh, okay. All right. That'll work. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I what? Okay, okay.
0: So something, something congressional is coming to visit. Barb is paying off the police chief, and as he's leaving, we get this glorious interaction. The police chief says, add it to my tab, Miss Kapetsky. Boom, boom, boom. Barb says, "Miss Capetzi died in the war." I'm Barb Wire. And I'm like, I I fa- face palm here. That that like that line like sent something sent like a cold wave I, over my spine, and I just, it just makes me think she got a little bit too into like her stripper alter ego.
1: I just yeah, it's <laughs> both parties are at fault in this because. I just look, I just hear the, I just hear the boom, boom, boom. And I just go, oh no, no, man. If that was in the screenplay, so someone should have gotten a bit of whiteout and put that over that. Cause God damn, no, 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 no.
0: I mean, it's like, it might look, it might look good on the script, but like, as soon as you say it, you might, if like, you have that like sinking feeling in your stomach of just being like, oh, dude, okay. Okay. Yeah, and that, then and
1: then thing. the and yeah. then the then the like Miss Kapitsky died. I'm Barb Wire. That's like that's like that's like 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 a parent talking to their like eight year old son mm-hmm. and just going, "All right, Timmy, time to get it out of the Woody costume." And he goes, "Timmy's not here anymore. Only only Woody." <laughs> <laughs> like same fucking energy. It's the same goddamn energy.
0: Yeah, that line wins our a. Um... I don't know I don't know what the fuck we want to call the it. Up the, of, the, the, the messed up at midnighties, the messed up at midnighties. We are giving this line the um, this particular line for this movie the I don't know, schlockiest fucking line, the line yeah, that exactly. made the line that made me feel the worst. The line that made me feel So Barb goes and like she wakes up in the morning and this random dude comes in and gets his balls bit by a dog and then that scene just fucking ends and we go to night (laughs) and barb's talking to like this random guy with a hulk hogan mustache about the congressionals coming to visit the bar
1: It's just let's just backtrack to the to the to the guy who gets his balls hit bit by the dog during the day and how inconsequential that scene was and how it had no bearing on the plot at all in any capacity
0: yeah it's literally just like this guy comes in and like is like, hey, I want my money. And then Barb's dog just comes up and is just like, rah, 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 and then bites him in the balls. And that's it. It's just, it's never mentioned again in like the rest of the movie.
1: He's not associated with the congressional's. He's not associated with anyone. He doesn't show up again. He just, that's it. Th-
0: this is literally just like a guy that comes in, says some things and then gets out. But then after this, the congressionals come in looking looking like World War Two Nazis, like we mentioned earlier, like too much, too on the nose.
1: That Adolf Hitler drip.
0: Yep. We're (laughs) (laughs) this podcast is so spicy. So (laughs) so the Nazis sit down and drink with Pamela Anderson. That's also a sentence. And the Nazis want to do business. So it's here where I notice that Barb. She really only speaks in loud whispers
1: like, yeah I, she does like i'm barbed wire yeah like <laughs> what does she Ms. look like dead i only go by barbed wire now and you're like you're like what what what's with the whisper voice
0: i don't know it really seems like you're like let's say you're in like a really loud classroom but like you're trying to be quiet. So you're like whispering to the person next to you. That's really what she's sounding like.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you don't want the teacher to yell at you. So you're like, so you're like making the making, like lowering your voice, but not by a whole lot. That's, that's, that's what she's doing.
0: So the Nazis are trying to find Cora D one of the freedom fighters. Why she's, why she's called Cora D and not just Cora. I don't know. Something about, like, the retinal scanner is dropped while the wannabe Alfred comes in and just tries to take Barb away from the conversation. We get guns. We get a chain link print fence. We get 90s new metal. This was a fucking time. So some people from the Thanks. Resistance enter the bar, and it's Cora D and Axel. Sorry, you were going to say something?
1: Nope, no, no, no. Uh, well, one thing I will say before you continue, um, did you notice that Axel is a, a familiar face? What was he what what was he in? He was in something. He's, he's Boba fucking fett. i was I'm he? fairly certain that he's Boba Fett. Or or Django Fett. Or he's one of the fets. I swear, I'm 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 hell bent on this. Like, I'm fairly certain. Who who is who I forget what his name is. I'm going to be honest. Temora Morin-
0: Morrison. Morrison. Sorry, I can't. Oh, shit. I Yep. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's. Okay, that's. That's. that's... How the. <laughs> Why were you in this movie, dude? Why? Yeah, you're like you're left going. Why? What? Why are you in this? It's it's just so odd. It's such a weird yeah.
0: it's such a weird casting choice too. Like, oh, we're going to get we're going to get <laughs> Boba Fett to be like one of the main guys in
1: this movie. Yeah. Why? It's... I swear to god, it's just This is definitely before he became famous. This is before he hit it big.
0: Yeah, it was De- yeah this was definitely like okay he was like I, I just i just need to get a paycheck i just need to like just keep talking to the right people and maybe i'll be in something good and yeah lo and behold he's in attack of the clones and boom there he is. there he is all he's the jangled. star wars pieces oh man. yeah it all it all just fell together for him and you know what you know good for him good for him
1: yeah exactly exactly good for him still weird though <laughs>
0: So this guy goes and talks to the this like random, the long hair guy wearing the glasses that we mentioned from the beginning. And um, earlier, like when I was taking notes, I was calling him like a piece of shit at the beginning of the movie. But then I found out he was blind and I was like, I'm just going to just immediately just delete all of what I just yeah, said. Yeah, you're, like, you're like, you're <laughs> like I don't mad. want
1: Twitter to cancel. You're like, I don't want Twitter to cancel <laughs> me. So he is just a differently abled person of whom I do not like not because he's differently abled, but just because he's a generally unlikable person.
0: So the blind guy and um, Axel, they're talking about stuff that I feel like I should really understand, but it just isn't clear. So
1: it's, the got it. i go uh, sorry to jump in here, but for context, it feels like when you were a kid and both of your par- and and your parent, and one of their friends were talking about something like the housing crisis, mm-hmm. or like pick pick your pick your political thing that was hopping at the time in which you were like eight between eight and like twelve, mm-hmm. where you're just on the cusp of generally understanding what's going on, but you're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. That's how this feels because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I know something about lenses is going on, and I know the Nazis are in control, and I know that there's a resistance, and I know he's associated with it. Mm-hmm. All of the little pieces that they're talking about, I don't understand at all. Not even fucking close. But there's <laughs> something there.
0: There's something there and we're still trying to figure out what exactly it is because mm-hmm. they they mentioned the mm-hmm. lenses but nothing so far. So they're talking about stuff and then Barb sees sees a Django Fett Boba Fett and she probably comes up to him and then just sucker punches this dude in the face. I'm like, "Okay, they have history. Something really <laughs> okay. bad happened in Seattle, apparently.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So the Nazis leave, the resistance duo leaves, and Barb says stuff. The blind guy says something like he'll help the resistance. Something about a steel harbor metal house, which honestly just sounds like Woodstock 99. And... Sure. <sighs> then <laughs> steel
1: harbor middle house man those are the those are the times
0: that sounds like a that sounds like a concert venue in like a small town where instead it's just like some dudes like living room but just cleared out all the furniture and then like took like 50 people that they just somehow managed to cram into like a 10 foot by 10 foot space
1: look hey man thanks for coming by we're gonna have a puddle of mud cover band come in soon oh. so looking forward <laughs> to it
0: <laughs> Ugh. Okay, we got, we got to get through that. We got to get through this movie. Oh, God. So this guy says Charlie Kopetsky sent him. And okay, so we get some subtle storytelling because we find out that the blind guy is actually Barb's brother or something. So this movie did do like something right. Subtle storytelling. So the resistance, um, uh, Cora D and Axel... They go off and they meet like their leader of the resistance who smoked like way too many cigarettes because the only way she can communicate is through like a voice box. And here's where we get like the big exposition of the movie about a pair of contact lenses worth $2 million. All of this for a pair of contact lenses.
1: Mm -hmm. You got to
0: throw those that shit like, out after like two weeks, depending on the lens. And I mean, sharing the lenses, that's that's just fucking disgusting. That makes me want to yeah. vomit.
1: That's that's just bad practice, right there.
0: I don't know if you've ever had to wear contact lenses, but there is no way in uh, hell. I no, would...
1: my eyes work.
0: Oh, you can go fuck yourself, then. Oh,
1: no, I'm sorry. Yourself, oh, go you're... fuck yourself. You fucking I would have. I would have you... survived so, in the wild. You. I would have survived in the wild. Your ass would have died because you can't see shit. You blind bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I can still. Oh. I can still roundhouse kick you in the head. You ungodly not looking. if i'm
1: standing far away
0: hey i don't have that I, I just like words just get blurry okay
1: oh okay so if i'm close to you i get blurry hey, all right good hey, to know listen
0: listen <laughs> listen i will fuck you up <laughs> you're
1: like oh i swear to god i will kick your ass or i'll kick your, kick ass in your general direction <laughs>
0: listen once i get a hold of you i'm taking your ass to the ground and then yeah i don't need my fucking eyes i can just feel i got it
1: I fight based on vibes.
0: (laughs) Dude, it's about it's about vibes. It's about power. We stay hungry, we devour (laughs) hungry, we devour. (laughs) Absolut. This podcast episode is just a fucking mess.
1: Yeah, it's it's it feels like it feels like the ones the most recent ones get more exasperated <laughs> much quicker. Like the older ones are very like are very they, great. They, it gets scatterbrained, but it feels more like oh, we're just going along with the story. Whereas now it's just like the like the Ice Pirates in one and this one. It's kind of just like things occur and like it's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, just thing things happen. It's it's just all over the place. We got Pamela oh. Anderson. We got Django Fett in this movie. Some dude that directs music videos is there too. Okay. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So blah, yeah. blah, blah. Contact lenses. More stuff. Long story short, they need barbed wire. So next scene. There's like this. We go to like a back room of like a bail bonds agency. We get like a bald guy that has a ponytail, but like only on the back of his head was so like bald everywhere else but then we just got like this rat tail sticking out and they're playing awesome. Joker, and i'm like okay i look forward to meeting these characters and getting to know these guys because you know they feel like they might be somewhat important you know to the plot and then all of a sudden they're just gunned down by the nazis just boom all of a sudden
1: <laughs> there. i've never seen human set pieces of that quality before where it's just like These people that you're like, oh, this is interesting. It's a new area. Maybe that. Nope. Oh, they're all dead. Okay.
0: And the one guy is there just saying like what we're all thinking is like, dude, you know, you can make arrests without, I don't know, killing people. So the poker guys had a file on Krebs, and the Nazis say something and then they cut to black. So, okay. Next day, Barb is sleeping on the bottom of the bar. And it's here where I realized that she is actually the embodiment of the podcast. Because I mean, think about it like this. Instead of facing her problems, she just pours a nice glass of whiskey and just tries to forget.
1: Ah, I love escapist fiction.
0: <laughs> you were just like, ah, uh, yes, that is, uh, that is us. That is this podcast. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're like, ah, you're like, uh, you know what I wanted us to be compared to more than one time? and today was being compared to pamela anderson because that's what i really think of when i hear comparisons is just just us and pamela anderson
0: you know i feel like there is something you know
1: that we you know there there,
0: there's more than one link between the messed up at midnight podcast and pamela anderson that
1: That is true that That is
0: true that's that's all i'm saying that is all i am saying (laughs) So flashback to a so (laughs) God I hate you. So flashback to a war (laughs) scene. Uh, We see Pamela Anderson like decked out in like I don't know Halloween costume camo, trying to act scared (laughs) that just doesn't that kind of fails on so many levels. So long story short, Axel, the guy that we've been uh, saw earlier, they say, oh, he isn't gonna make it. And you know she doesn't see him gunned down or anything. There's so someone says like, "Oh, he's not gonna make it," and apparently, that's where everything changed.
1: Yeah, and it seemed pretty low stakes, pretty inconsequential. Like it's just, oh, he's not making it. No, get on the pl- get on the helicopter, okay? And then that's it. Like, I mean, that really seems like really my life sum- changed that day.
0: That really sums up this movie it's just all so inconsequential it's just th- this movie could have gone so many different like directions and it just kind of chose like the lowest stake version where i don't really i don't give a shit about barb i don't really give a shit about anybody in this movie cuz the movie doesn't give me the opportunity to see like these characters have like a vulnerable moment or see like oh that these people are human. It's instead just Pamela Anderson sits and watches. Pamela Anderson rides a motorcycle. Pamela Anderson, you know, goes off of the side of a cliff. She has a fight scene where she wins and doesn't get beat up.
1: She we get out of the flashback and we and we look at a bathtub.
0: Oh yes, the bathtub. <laughs> Like, what do you got? What do you got to say about this bathtub scene?
1: It's just just. Why is this movie like just. Oh, my God, I just I just want a real action movie for once, man. I don't need any of this stuff. We need we need a cleanse. We
0: definitely need a cleanse after some of the stuff we've had to cover. Do you want to do a John Wick one? At some point, we're going to have to talk about John Wick because we mentioned it enough on this podcast. Though we might as it's well. It's just might
1: gonna well. be us geeking out about John Wick the entire time. <laughs> but uh in any case, uh yeah, no, so this So we get out of the flashback, and it's just this like piece of glass with like with like feet kicking around and bubbles and all that. And in, in your mind, in my mind at least, I was like, oh, so we're gonna do the same thing that we did like before. Where it's like, oh, someone's getting tortured or something like that. Oh, okay, cool. So blah. and it's just nope. It's just Pamela Anderson in a bathtub and suds And you're like, oh, God damn it. Okay, we're gonna have one of these scenes, huh? And then, and then just out of nowhere, just Boba Fett just bursts in and is like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and she's left going, oh, whoa, okay, hey, what the hell? What the fuck?
0: We're just like, okay, what- and
1: like, there's, there's no like, there's no, like, hey. Get dressed, get ready, and like all, just I'll be outside. Just meet mm-hmm. me out. There. He's just like no time to explain. Get out. She's <laughs> like, oh, all right.
0: Yeah, didn't we didn't we skip over the um after the after the uh, flashback scene where the rat guy comes in and tries to meet with Barb to talk about the contact lenses, and they're begging to, like trade the contact lenses for something, 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 something Canadian dollar. Does that ring up? Does any of that ring a bell? Oh or yeah, that?
1: vaguely. Yeah 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just yeah that that is indeed a scene within this movie that happens. So after that one, we go to the Nazis sitting around a body on ice that they pump with electricity. Which I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, yeah, they're predicting I Frankenstein, and you know, he's going to see his final moments before he dies. Okay, whatever. So. They talk about barbed wire. One of the lines it mentions, like, every man in Steel Harbor dreams about barbed wire. And, you know, in all honesty, the same can be said about Pamela Anderson in the 90s. Something, something blackmail. We go back to... then. this is where Pamela Anderson was in the bathtub with the um, Resistance guy sneaking in.
1: Yeah. We kind of just just
0: skipped over, like, the inconsequential scenes that things happen.
1: Yeah, it's... I I guess the only... Yeah, yeah, it's just... But yeah, this guy's like, the guy's like, the guy's like, oh, you got to help us. And she's like, why? And he's like, because you care about us. She's like, no, the fuck I don't. And then they both like get into like the elevator and you just start making out. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, all right. We're going to move on to that. And
0: wasn't there like also a mention of like uh, something, something about a Topeka, Kansas, HIV, defection, science experiments and uh oh yeah by the way uh Cora and axel are actually married now yeah
1: so what ends up happening is they sit there and just start just just making out with each other mm-hmm. and then like they get to the top of the elevator and don't stop and then the the girl who like everyone is wanting to capture is like am i interrupting something and then they just both very nonchalantly are just like oh no you're good and then they just like get out and he's like oh yeah that's my wife and i was like it's a real tepid mm. reaction mm. from your wife. <laughs> like, well, the your wife was like pretty, throwing hands. Chill. Yeah. I was like, your wife, your wife is pretty calm about this whole scenario. Like what?
0: The wife just looks at Pamela and like her husband making out with Pamela Anderson. And she's just like, I mean, if I was in an elevator with Pamela Anderson, you know, I get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But I'm like also saying they're going like, Man is also apparently fucking married. So I'm like, I'm like, this is so weird. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is weird on a lot of levels.
0: So the building gets surrounded by the congressionals. Oh, and now the you know, Barb and the resistance they have to escape. We get a quick flash of Pamela Anderson's boob in broad daylight. <laughs> and I guarantee you that this specific part of the movie was probably worn out on so many VHS tapes because
1: they just stopped. Rewound stopped. It's probably the only it's probably the only reason this movie made three million dollars at the box office. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the whole reason they made this movie. So. Yeah, most likely they were just like, we need to get Pamela Anderson to do something other than other other than like a shoot a tape with Tommy Lee.
0: Ooh. So the Nazis come. They try to scan the blind guy. He doesn't have any retinas. I guess that's how blindness works. I, I, I don't think that is. So Barb's talking with the Nazis. Uh, Willis is like, this is a murder investigation. Okay, that's fine. And she <laughs> it, she's able to cover for having the two other people, uh, Axel and Cora, by saying, oh yeah, I like a threesome. She makes a threesome reference. I don't know exactly what she says. So they try to scan Cora's eyes, which I guess they... They Need to scan her eyes for some reason, but the blind guy has like a machine that like fucks up with the um scanning machine that like doesn't make like the, no one just asks questions. It's like it's really like Deus Ex Machina, but you know what? Okay, sure. The Nazis are like, Oh, the machine's not working, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll just let him go. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's okay. I mean, it's like, you know, they let drunk drivers go because, you know, the breathalyzer ran out of battery. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah,
1: there's no, yeah, they're just like, well, whatever. You can go on ahead, you crazy kid. And they're like, okay.
0: So there's destruction of this bar. You know, they're destroying this small business.
1: Oh, yeah. it's They, <laughs> they go, we need to search the place. And then they just show a montage of they're just breaking shit, which I'm not going to sit there and act like, police when they're like searching a place do not break things Mm -hmm. but it's also like as they're searching things fall over things get put out of place and they're like ah whatever these guys are not there's no act of them searching it's just them breaking things and you're just like left going what searching are they doing because it just looks like property damage
0: (laughs) yeah i mean barb is just watching them do all of this showing absolutely zero emotion like it doesn't even seem to bother her that her place of business that she's built from the ground up is being destroyed right in front of her.
1: Yeah, it's just being run into the fuck back into the fucking ground and she's just like left going like all right, Charlie, let's get on out of here. <laughs> like so the bro- the brother
0: actually has the contact lenses, Barb sees dollar signs cuz you know these lenses could be worth millions. We then go to like a Mad Max scene where it's like motorcycles junkyard alt metal it's dusty like we get discount spirit halloween road warriors oh yeah and then we see big fatso that's what they played by coolio (laughs) (laughs) that's another punchline of this podcast is something 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 and then coolio is there (laughs)
1: <laughs> he just, just cool. he, he, he flaps it on his pterodactyl
0: <laughs> wings it's, starts it's coolio starts in a fat suit
1: <laughs> yeah he's in a fat suit eating chicken <laughs> we're
0: gonna put coolio in all of our in all of the movies that we cover
1: the coolio smash cut <laughs> of all the messed of the midnight <laughs> movies
0: give us money we'll make it happen coolio if you're listening <laughs> The ball's in your court, man. Let us know. We
1: have we have come up with so many good ideas for you, Coolio. (laughs) Like it's just it's all on you now.
0: (laughs) So Big Fatso who's sitting in like this loader. He also knows about the contact lenses. We get literally the same exact conversation as before, just with different characters. The blind dude goes just walking through the junkyard, which just sounds like a recipe for disaster. He's calling out for Spike, who is just, you know someone and the blind dude surprise surprise gets surrounded by the nazis and then they start like we're like oh shit what's gonna happen here and then barb go and we cut back to barb and big fat so where barb is selling the lenses for a million dollars in canadian and a flight blah 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 negotiation and they schedule a deal for later today okay fine but then we go to the blind guy getting electrocuted. And he is just straight up trolling the Nazis by telling them that like Santa Claus has the contact lenses, (laughs) and he gets electrocuted. And I want to point out that like he does like a Jared Leto Joker laugh at his own joke.
1: That yeah, he does. That hurt. That hurt. It's I just hear anytime I (laughs) I like anytime a really slow, weird, cringy laugh is uttered. You just Everyone just goes, oh no, it's a Joker. It's a Jared Leto Joker laugh. That almost killed the character uh, that way. He sounds like a lazy version of the Count. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he sounds like if the Count took, like, Quaaludes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is just the Count if he took Quaaludes.
0: So back at the bar, Barb ends up giving the bar to the butler, which fucking tongue twister. Barb gets her death race vehicle, and when the butler drops, like she's like the butler says, Oh, by the way, um, your brother, yeah, he went to go see uh Spike, you know, who he went to go see at the junkyard, which causes Barb to literally like get fucking angry. And she just goes to the warehouse, she finds out her brother's dead, and like, okay, shit's about to go down. And she just doesn't really have like a react. Like if you think you'd see like your brother dead, you think you might shed like I don't know a tear.
1: Yeah, or she, two. She definitely. She looks more frustrated than anything else. She doesn't like. Like she got caught in traffic. Like, like yeah, she's just sitting there, just going like ah, damn it, like, like oh, rats, they got them. Like it's like they like. It's your sibling. You would be like I. I don't know about. I don't know about you or any of the other people with siblings but I'd be bawling my eyes out yeah, of course like, <laughs> yeah it's your fucking sibling but she damn they must have like really not gotten along cause <laughs> she's just like she's like no, yeah, whatever <laughs> she just keeps moving
0: It's like bro that's like a whole nother movie man
1: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly
0: so Axel and Cora they have guns in our I don't, I don't, they're fucking somewhere I don't know all of these fucking places look the same And, oh, wait, it's actually at the same factory. They all just look the same anyways. So they see Barb having like a moment like where she's just kind of like looking at her dead brother. And then they're like, oh, shit, the plane is leaving in like 90 minutes. So she says, oh, the butler says he will take care of her brother. Barb rises and she's like, oh, yeah, this I am I'm going to go kick some ass. And then we get stock footage of weapons getting loaded and cocked and she says like don't worry the contact lenses are safe and I really said like if she you know if you say that i'm assuming that you're wearing them but you know she doesn't say like oh they're right here in my pocket i was like okay you know what whatever we're like we have like 10 15 minutes left in this movie there's not much that y'all can do to really save the movie
1: at this point oh yeah no the movie's dead in the water at this point
0: yeah so they're trying to drive out of steel harbor Like, they're in Barb's van, which actually has a motorcycle, that Barb gets on and just fucking leaves Axel and Cora to drive the van. Okay, fine. Barb leaves the van to go talk to Big Fatso, all for like a debit card in exchange for a pair of contact lenses. This movie is so fucking dumb. Big Fatso ended up siding with the Nazis. Big surprise here. Big Fatso says things. Nazi says some things. Barb says... Is gonna get out of this. Not even any like fucking tension throughout this entire scene. Barb gets handcuffed. She throws a grenade that blows up Big Fat So, which we we get another snap zoom within this movie. Y'all know I love me a good snap zoom. I. So he's like, (gasps) and then he blows up. I. I was like, okay, I love that.
1: (laughs) What. I just love that. There is a there are so many of these bad movies just have a lot of snap zooms. <laughs> like have you like you've also noticed that, right? Dude, is that have. There are a couple, more than a few times we've sat there and just been watching these movies and we've just seen a snap hard snap zoom <laughs> that have just made us go like we got to mention that. Dude, <laughs> I don't know like it's just like a
0: comical camera movement to do. Like when you think of like a snap zoom, you think of maybe like old kung fu movies when they like zoom in on like snap zoom on the eyes. Like yeah, when
1: they're like super, like they see someone die and they're like, (gasps) and then like zooms down on their face, like yeah.
0: Listen, we've already talked about doing this, but like at the mess, we're gonna have like a mess up at midnight award show, and at that we're gonna have best snap zoom.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) best snap zoom, uh, best one liner, or best best movie catchphrase. There we go. And then
0: our worst movie. Of the year, which
1: worst movie of the year? We're
0: gonna have to, we'll 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 let that one sit. well will you know I want
1: to see if Bucky Larson gets beat.
0: We'll see. I'm curious because you know we we have we, like we're what about like ha- we we've been doing this for like what twenty four weeks now. Like we'll we'll just have to wait and see. We still have yeah, we still have we've a been lot doing of that. We've been... we still have a lot of movies to cover to, uh, before we get to yeah, one Absolutely.
1: Year. We've got so much of Hollywood to cover.
0: (laughs) So we'll see if Bucky Larson can be beat.
1: If he can stay at the top.
0: (laughs) So getting back to barbed wire now with Pamela Anderson, we get explosions, we get, we get driving, we get flipping cars, we get gun violence, we get Pamela Anderson on a motorcycle, some shit about airports. That's really deep extent of a scene. And somehow we end up on top of a crane that, okay, I mean, that kind of looks pretty cool. And then yeah. we get like a series of jump cuts. Then all of a sudden, this random guy gets like thrown off the edge. Well, it was not a random guy. I think it's like the big bad guy. I, I fucking hate this movie. And it's not <laughs> it's not it's not a big bad guy. It's just, I think it's just like a goon right here. So yeah, Axel, it's literally just a goon. <laughs> so Axel, like he launches a random construction worker for literally no reason off of the control crane. Barb is about to die by the hand of a Nazi driving a forklift. That's also a sentence within this movie. Forklift gets lifted up. <sighs> Pamela Anderson almost gets kicked off the side of a car. Long story short. God, I'm just trying to speed through this fucking thing.
1: Long I like now. I like, you're moving at high speed. And as a result of that, there are great sentences being uttered. <laughs> like the phrase, Pamela Anderson maybe is about to be crushed to death by a Nazi driving a forklift. That's Which a I thing gotta that say. happens. That's a thing that occurs. Like that's an actual honest to Christ thing that happens in this movie.
0: Long story short, we get one more Don't Call Me Babe. The Nazi on the forklift gets fucking just dropped. Everything explodes. Pamela Anderson's okay. Everyone's like, you know, the gang is saved. The day is well. The movie is over. I am just, at this point, I'm bored by the movie and it features Pamela Anderson being hot. This movie, this movie made Pamela Anderson fucking boring.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, like, it's like, Like, I guarantee you, even like this movie is so boring, even even a like even like a horny teenager would be bored at this point. They'd be like, oh, for the love of God, just end the movie. They'd
0: they'd be excited, like at the scenes with Pamela Anderson. But that like the shots where Pamela Anderson is like scantily clad and like, that's it. Oh, yeah. No, the rest of the movie just sucks. Yeah, but we also get like, you know, an airport scene where. Cora getting a retinal scan. She's wearing the contacts and she gets on a plane. I don't, they, they explain it in the movie. I, if it was explained well, I would probably remember it better, but they didn't do a good job of explaining it. So court. So the the whole goal of this was to get contact lenses and get Cora onto this plane. So Barb stands in the rain. We get talking about going to Paris and then walking in the rain. We get more choppy shots and white flashes, And in that same level of disappointment you feel when your dad doesn't show up to your summer league JV baseball game, we get through watching this fucking movie and you don't feel better for having gone through it.
1: No, you feel... (laughs) You just feel... You just feel mad and just sort of disappointed. You feel feel like you didn't get what you were looking for. Like... It's... Yeah, this movie (laughs) is... Damn, this movie was something. This movie was something. But I do, I do have one more
0: thing that I want to read to you, Mike, about this movie. Oh. Okay. Now, play it on me. This was a another thing that I read on the IMDb trivia page, which, yay, <laughs> hooray for IMDb. The second trivia fact says a lot of this story bears a striking similarity to the 1942 cl- classic, Casablanca. <laughs> After watching oh. this movie, like, looking back on it, what do you think?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, you know what? When, when, when Pamela Anderson is in a leather corset <laughs> in the hammerhead, as Evanescence is blasting, or some Evanescence shitty knockoff... As a dude's getting a tattoo in a corner, all I could think of was of all the gin joints in the world. And he stumbles into mine. <laughs> like, like what the fuck? No. Like, no. There, because there's a plane and she owns a bar, is that the reasoning? Like... <laughs> yeah, this last scene in the airport, you're just, is like, that the you're just like, this last
0: scene in the airport, you're like halfway expecting like somebody to look at Pam or even fucking Pamela Anderson saying here's looking at you here's looking at you kid and like that whisper thing that she's doing the
1: start of a beautiful friendship
0: (laughs) like I really wanted I really wanted this fact like follow up by saying a lot of the story bears a striking similarity to the 1942 classic Casablanca and it fails on every level
1: exactly like it it attempts to call back to casablanca and it fails horrifically on every level
0: so yeah that that fucking does a chaotic episode of the mess up at midnight podcast where we talked about
1: barbed wire (laughs) man you dug up something different with this i gotta hand it to you this was a different one this one was different like out of all the movies that we've
0: really covered like. Have we have we really done like a a straight well, have we done a straight up action movie before? Other than like I don't know, Nacho Libre, oh, uh, <laughs> which was just good.
1: I'm trying to think. I don't think we have. Oh no, we've done a uh, Mom and Dad. That's not really like an. That's like a.
0: It's trying to be horror, but this is like more like a your your straight up standalone like action movie. I Frankenstein. Okay, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm <laughs> trying to. A lot of these movies, I've realized, I'm trying to like block from my head that like I've See, ever the seen way them.
1: I, yeah, exactly. The way I'm viewing this is like, anytime I watch a good movie now, it's extra special. Oh
0: god, dude! I'm
1: like, I'm like, I'm like, ooh, ooh, we're watching something that isn't horrible. Dude, fucking tell me about it, man! Like, <laughs> like this is this is given me an appreciation for the art of cinematography and the mm-hmm. art of filmmaking because here lord i have learned how people fuck it up Dude. that is what i've learned it's
0: really important like as a filmmaker to like know what to do but also know what not to do and i feel like through this podcast i am learning that like in
1: stride this is a master class on everything you should not fucking do in, in in movie making
0: well guys that does it for this episode this chaotic spicy episode of the Messed up at midnight podcast (laughs) where we talked about barbed wire and uh, guys, be sure to give us a follow on social media, face, uh, not Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Mike's only fans. Be sure to give us a follow on all of those platforms. And um, guys, let us know what you think of the podcast, man. Share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, share it with your dad, share it with my dad, share it with your wife, share it with your kids. Share it with everybody. Share it with your
1: share it with your grandmother, your wife's boyfriend, like it's your
0: wife's piece, man. Like, share with,
1: <laughs> dude, share it with Pamela Anderson, fucking dude, anyone. Dude, tell Pamela Anderson about this podcast, please. We'd love to have her on here. <laughs> Pamela Anderson and Coolio.
0: <laughs> we need to come up with like the holy. We need to come up with like the holy trinity of the messed up at midnight podcast.
1: I think it's
0: got to be Coolio at the top, baby. Coolio, and then we'll. Figure it out as we get there. <laughs> I was just saying, we got we have
1: number one. That's the important part.
0: Mike, do you have anything else you want to say to our listeners?
1: <laughs> sometimes sometimes you're not meant for the for the big screen. And that's that's not a bad thing. That's take that to heart. Sometimes you're just meant to be watched through a computer screen. And that's okay.
0: <laughs> guys, I didn't it's see okay, that. Pam
1: it's okay pamela it's okay
0: <laughs> y'all didn't see that but i just palm so hard guys thank you so much <laughs>
1: exactly. i like i, I palm too as i was like fucking saying it
0: guys thank you so no. much for listening to this episode of the mess up at midnight podcast and we will see you next week see you next week everybody